I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to another episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. So I honestly don't think I've ever been this excited to release an episode before. Honestly, I love this podcast so much. It brings me so much joy and I wouldn't be doing it otherwise. But here we are, episode 133. And this episode honestly means so much to me. So just to kind of catch you guys up, if maybe you just found me recently or you've never listened to the podcast before, wherever you are in your journey of following me, um, just to catch you up and let you know what's been going on with me Back in July, I started a small group coaching program called Back Home to You. And if you're on my newsletter or follow me on Instagram, you would have heard about this program before. And I also have mentioned it here a couple of times before as well. But this program is really special to me. It includes 12 weeks of me coaching you through my self-love framework and three phases of self-healing. So observing, which includes anchoring into who you truly are, living in alignment, and really stepping into self-awareness. So we go into your mind and start understanding what your thoughts are and also your emotions, creating a whole new relationship with your emotions. And then we move into the second phase called reprogramming. And this is where we start doing deep self-compassion work, inner child healing, and self-forgiveness and self-acceptance. Those are all pillars of my self-love framework. And then for the final four weeks of the 12-week program, we move into the nurturing phase, which allows us and gives you time inside the program to get really clear on boundaries and creating this kind of framework for yourself to move forward and feel really confident in your life. And this program is called Back Home to You. So this is really where you're getting clear on what that actually means to you and how we can move forward with all of the tools that you've gained from this program. So like I said, this program is really special to me. I include all of my teachings that helped me recover from years of eating disorders, disordered eating, horrible self-destructive body image days, and also recover from hypothalamic amenorrhea after 12 years. I include all of the things that helped me and got me through. And I compiled it all into this 12-week program. 
And I guided my first group back in July through this program. So we started back in July and we actually, because it is 12 weeks, we get three incredible months together. So we actually just wrapped up the very first group that started with me back in July, just a couple weeks ago. And I did mention that this is a small group coaching program. So I have three women in each group. So it allows us to get really close over the 12 weeks. And it's kind of almost like a one-on-one mentorship with me because having three people in a group really does allow us to get really close, intimate, and allows me to offer you that one-on-one support. Anyways, one of the three incredible women that I worked with inside Back Home to You joined me on the podcast this week and she opens up about her journey through Back Home to You, where she was before Back Home to You and her biggest struggles that kind of pushed her towards this program and why she really wanted to dive into a course like this. And she paints us a really great, clear picture of where she is now. And honestly, I've been working with her for three months, but it was just absolutely beautiful to sit down with her and actually hear exactly how she felt before and after and during the course. So I am very excited to introduce you to one of my past clients and now very good friends. I think that's something that I've always done ever since I started coaching women back in 2014. All of my clients turn into my friends. (laughs) So I think that's just one of the fun things about working with me. But anyways, I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. And if this episode brings up any questions about my program back home to you for you, feel free to email me at hello at megdoll.com. Once I receive your email, you will receive an email back from me and we can schedule a discovery call together. Another thing you can do is go to megdoll.com slash back home to you and that's where you'll see a more detailed outline of what this program all includes within those 12 weeks. And I also have some words from past clients who have gone through this program, what they have to say about it, and just their experiences and transformation. So I I invite you to go to megdoll.com slash back home to you for more information. There's a button there that you can book a discovery call with me. You and I can just jump on a call chat about where you're at, your struggles, and see if this program is something that you're needing right now. I want to make sure that this program is a perfect fit for you 
um, if you're deciding to move forward. So that's why I have these discovery calls set up. And yeah, there is a button for you on that web page that I created so you can schedule a discovery call with me. And like I said, whenever I receive an email from you, I will respond quickly. So yes, let's get over to today's episode with one of my very dear friends and past clients so you can hear more about her journey and transformations inside Back Home to You. Hey guys, I have a very special guest for you today. I am so excited to introduce you all to one of my very recent past clients, I guess I have to call you now because we just wrapped up our 12 weeks of working together. So welcome to the show, Sylvie. I'm so happy to have you join me here this week. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So what I really love about recording this podcast episode with you today is you and I are actually recording at the exact time that we used to have our group coaching calls. So it feels like, I don't know, I'm not missing you as much as I would have been if we weren't recording this podcast episode because this is our first Wednesday afternoon without our group coaching call which is really really sad for me I feel like over the past 12 weeks we have formed a very very special and close bond and I'm really gonna miss seeing you every single Wednesday no I know and I feel like I feel like the lucky one because I sort of feel like I've gotten a bonus week because I didn't have to change anything. I'm like, oh, I still have my 4 p.m. with Meg. So it's oh. totally, I'm, I'm the winner here, for oh, sure. I love that. I'm winning too. I got 12 <laughs> amazing weeks with you. So why don't we maybe reflect back on those 12 weeks or even kind of before those 12 weeks took place. We started working together yeah. back in... July, which is so crazy to me because now we're in October and I would just love for you to kind of maybe paint a picture for our listeners about where you were back in July and how life was for you or what you were feeling um, and what really like prompted you to reach out to me and get started with Back Home to You? Yeah, definitely. So um, I would say, and obviously, well, not obviously, but I've shared a lot more of this in the program. But um, over the last couple of years, it's been, it's kind of a hugely transitional time in my life. Um, kind of moved from the States back to the UK, away from a situation that was really difficult and painful for me. And then come January 2020, moved back to the US again with my husband, who's American, uh, which was completely unexpected. And it was like, okay, fresh new start. 
then COVID hits almost instantly. And so I guess what was happening in that time from the beginning of COVID to, to the beginning of July was kind of like, I had come to, to the States again thinking, okay, this is a fresh start. I really want to come back to a place in my life where I feel happy in my skin. I'm not disturbed by things that have happened in the past. I create new friendships and all these different things. But honestly, for me, I felt very far from myself, if that makes sense. And I was couldn't, I really felt like I don't really know who I am anymore. Like who is the Sylvie that was Sylvie pre- trauma which went on right up until sort of the end of 2019 so like who was that person who um was around before anything happened that might have upset me and I just felt like there wasn't a pathway back to that person and maybe I'd have to start all over again essentially Mm -hmm. then I had been following you Meg for I don't know it must be a couple of years now just because I love everything you share it's so light it's so honest I always feel like you don't you're not afraid of the truth but you you kind of like wrap it up in some kind of compassionate kind and digestible way and so I gravitate towards people like that and someone as brave as you who really did transform themselves through facing their fears and coming out the other side is really inspiring to me and when you put kind of something out there in your weekly email about and it was even called back home to you I was like back home to you like that that's what I need to do like go back home to myself like who am I so it was kind of eerily perfect and you didn't share that many details because it was a beta group but I just thought I didn't, I didn't even do that much thinking. I can't say I just thought anything, but I was like, yeah, I want to do it. And I think I emailed you and I was kind of like just open to whatever. But I think you have that kind of energy that just is like magnetic in a way where you 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 are what you say you are. And so it's easy to want to be like you, if that makes sense, or have what you have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, my heart is so full right now. But what I was going to say is, I remember our first session together, and you just saying something along the lines of, even if like, if you can teach me how to get to where you are. Um, That would be amazing. And something else that I remember you saying right off the bat, and I think this is really going to hit home for a lot of our listeners today, is you told me that you didn't feel like you didn't identify with someone that was in like recovery anymore, like with food issues and stuff like that. And that really stuck with me because I remember when I needed this program and when I was putting together this program and the outline for Back Home to You, I really did make it for the woman that didn't identify with like an eating disorder anymore. Like they were beyond that, but they weren't where they wanted to be yet, right? They knew that there was still stuff that they needed to move on from and also kind of rediscover or reconnect with who 
they were in the past, even if they didn't really know who that was. Yeah, and and thanks for prompting me because I think essentially it was kind of like I got I'd had a lot of therapy, and that was another thing that I related to your story about. And I was kind of like, I don't see myself as yeah as as suffering with anorexia or like I'm totally traumatized. Like I'd come a long way from those things, and I didn't really identify with the like sick mindset. But it's also, there's a kind of no man's land that I feel like a lot of women or men even can get stuck in after that, where you've done a lot of that recovery work with, say, a psychologist or whatever it is that you've um, used to help you heal. But like you say, there's something missing, like you're not, you're not back to whoever you thought you were before you went through any of that. And you're not like, wow, I love my life and I love myself and I love everything about living but you're also not in a really dark place so it's just kind of like there's a bit of a no man's land where it would be easy to just tolerate that the rest of your life because it's really not that bad like (laughs) it's kind of it's like it's fine like that's okay but you present this option of there is actually so much more that you can have than that and yes there's still some facing of your fears involved there's some things that you haven't been willing to really look at yet there's um, tools that you didn't even know you needed but you kind of embody all of those things you say like you know come and do this with me and it's very inviting because I think especially for me those aren't things that I could have done on my own and you're presenting like a a small group intimate setting where you've got buddies going along the journey with you and you've got a guide who's been in those exact same footsteps and knows exactly where you're going so it's fun it's safe and it is completely freeing like each thing builds upon itself so that you can get to that place like genuinely get to the place where I perceive you are and I would never have, I was like, opti- hopefully optimistic at the start of this program that I would change some things and that it would be good. But I would never have pictured that I would get to where I am now because of this. And it wasn't, there wasn't any point where I felt like I'm struggling my way through recovery. It's not been like that at all. Like, I would in some ways say it's actually been pretty easy, like, which is crazy because that's not what I think someone who's been through certain aspects of recovery would associate with that like how easy it could be and how actually fun it could be (gasps) Sylvie okay I wish everyone (laughs) could see like my huge ass smile right now (laughs) because (laughs) oh my gosh you literally said what I want all of my clients to experience it's like recovery and doing this really deep inner work I love that you said it was like fun and freeing and easy right like it's perceived like it kind of is made out to be really challenging and dark and really extremely uncomfortable and I mean you and I aren't gonna lie here 
because some of the work that we do inside back home to you it's it's not all like rainbows and (laughs) yeah we said the same word (laughs) that's amazing so it's obviously we do have to do some of that uncomfortable work but oh my gosh I was just like lit up and hit with this big smile across my face when you said I didn't know it could actually be easy like this, right? Like it wasn't like this huge struggle for you. So I have a few questions before we move on to where you are today because you kind of let everyone know right now, like just with what you just said, um, that you could never really imagine being where you are today. So people are definitely interested in hearing about like that transformation, but I have a couple questions and I have three of them or I did have three, but only two are in mind right now. So I'm going to do my best to remember that third one. But the first one was, you know how you said that there was a, it was kind of like being in this nomad's land and you know, you, you didn't struggle with anorexia anymore, but you weren't like fully, fully recovered. You knew that there was still like this really awesome place that you could be, but you weren't there yet. Do you identify with the term or did you back in July, like July, Sylvie, would have you identified with being in quasi recovery? Did that ever like, you know, hit home for you or resonate with you, quasi recovery? Yeah, I would say for sure it did because I was like, I wasn't plagued by dark thoughts all the time. Like I totally was, um, what's that, like functional in all areas of my life. But I can't say that I felt really great about myself or that I felt really good about taking care of myself. Like I still had... And I still had a lot of behaviors that were like, not ideal. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, yeah, they're not going to put you in hospital. Like they're not terrible, Yeah. but they're also, they're not great. They're not coming from a good place. And I didn't have good boundaries around um, like deciphering what's good for me and what's not. I didn't really have a roadmap for that. And I also did a lot of things just based on however I was feeling in the moment without much um, consideration for whether that was really a good idea or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for being so honest about that. It was, I was just curious if like the term quasi recovery resonated with you, but that's good to know. So I did think about that, um, next question but I have another one I'm just filled with questions for you I just want to pick <laughs> your brain because yeah um you're here and I get to this is all about me picking your brain um so you mentioned that you still were struggling with some behaviors right and yeah. would you be open to sharing some of those behaviors that you felt like a real struggle for you when you first started back home to you Definitely. Um, totally. And I would kind of put them into different categories. Like, yeah. <laughs> so let's say, like physically, I would say um, I wasn't like, I'm not like, I wasn't like, say, severely malnourished or anything like that. But 
I was still had like fears around giving myself what I really needed. Um, and even though I might mechanically go through the motions of making sure I did, I didn't feel good about it. And so I would say, and then also I had a lot of, which I think is extremely common, thoughts and fears around needing to use exercise as a way to earn food. So I would feel fine about eating whatever I wanted, as long as I felt like I'd done enough exercise that day um, to warrant eating that. And it, I would I would have to, I felt like I had to earn everything. So it would be like, you can do, you can feel good about taking care of yourself as long as you've like pushed yourself really hard in certain ways. Um, so that was for sure physically like that. And I was still picking my, picking apart my body at different times. Like if I felt bad emotionally about something else, then I would take it out on my body, like in, at least in my thoughts. Um, so that was one way. And then I think the other way is just like, I really have struggled with boundaries with people a lot and feeling like I have to give people whatever it is they're asking of me, even if I really don't want to and feeling sort of a desperate need to keep um, maintaining relationships that aren't even actually relationships I really want to have. Like, it's just like, it's like, it was like a weird impulse of like, I have to stay connected to everybody and give them what they want. And like, that somehow makes me a good person. Um, and just like, so yeah, I was really struggling with that a lot and, and feeling like I had to, to mold myself to fit either the environment or the people or the perception or what I thought people thought of me all the time. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that and breaking it up into three different categories. I think that will help a lot of women really understand like that we cover so much inside back home to you within those 12 weeks, right? So your pillars are literally like nourishing your body in a way that feels good and you're not like overthinking things right and coming at it from a place that doesn't feel good and then also the movement aspect of things I know you made like huge waves in your relationship with moving your body inside those 12 weeks and I'm so beyond proud of you and then also boundaries so those are three huge pillars for you that you tackled within 12 weeks which is amazing and I'm so incredibly proud of you it's amazing I'm so grateful seriously because like I said like I yeah could never have foreseen what how I feel now beautiful so my next question for you sweetheart is you said earlier that okay so I'm asking you this because this is a very common thing that comes up with a lot of women that I speak to they don't identify with an eating disorder anymore and they're Mm -hmm. not at that place where they want to be but it's kind of like a place of just being okay with things, right? And Mm -hmm. you said this yourself. It wasn't a huge struggle for you to be where you were. So a lot of women feel very like unmotivated to take that next step to actually enter like full on recovery, right? Because they're just like okay with where they are and they don't really have like that huge motivation or 
a huge like struggle point that really pushes them to that next level of themselves or that next stage of full recovery or that place of freedom that they may have never been before. So I'm really curious for you, sweetheart, what it was for you that made you kind of like realize, hey, even though I'm like, okay, where I am right now, what made you take that next step that so many women aren't even ready to take themselves? Oh, that's such a good question. And I think it was a couple of things, to be honest. Like, so, I mean, yes, I was fine as I was, and I was kind of clinically fine too. But, and I'm sure that you don't mind me saying it, and I don't mind saying it because you talk about it all the time, but I wasn't having like a regular cycle. And yes, everything looked totally normal in terms of my charts and stuff or whatever. It clearly was not. You know, if it was normal, everything would be happening monthly, normally. So I knew, no matter whatever's being told to me, that I could just sense it. I'm like, this isn't, I feel like my body is just not happy. Like, it's not, it's not really unhappy, because I know I've treated it much worse. But it's not like, yay, I'm safe. I'm good. Like, we're all good together. And that played on my conscience a lot, Mm. especially the more you shared about your story. Because I could so relate to what you were saying about how you were, I think it was a couple of years ago. Because, yeah, I mean, every I was still in that place where you get so many compliments on how your body looks, and you like completely fit the societal mold. And like, I don't ever have to worry that like, I'm gonna be kind of criticized or rejected in any way because of how I looked never like so I was in a very safe place but not an ideal place and on top of that I really me and my husband really wanted to have children we still do obviously but I felt like wow I am the stick in the mud here because I'm like yeah I'm not causing myself major sickness but I'm making that super difficult for us because I'm attached to my little behaviors that make me feel safe. And yeah, they're not really hurting me, but they're also not making me really well. And so I was just, I guess my motivation was really, honestly, I think you sold it for me in so many different ways. And I think also that I'm blessed in that I have experienced that freedom before. Like I didn't start to struggle with these things until I was about 1819 and so I had all my teenage years pretty much all my teenage years feeling like very free in my body and like just very like not aware of my body in a good way if you know what I mean like it wasn't high on my priorities (laughs) and so I did have that touch point of like I remember what that was like and hearing you speak I was like wow she's rediscovered that in herself like just hearing where you kind of following you along the way and also seeing where you'd got to I was like wow I remember that freedom and I want that back like I don't want to feel like I'm in a body that doesn't belong to me anymore I don't identify with this body it's not me it's what keeps me safe in society it's like a bodysuit that I'm wearing because I know that it's going to keep me safe. And I just was like, this isn't okay with me anymore. Oh my gosh. 
Yes. Yes. Keep speaking. You are speaking (laughs) so much truth. And I feel like you're speaking for so many women right now, right? Oh, I just love you. And everyone by now, we're like more than 20 minutes into this episode. And I'm sure everyone else has fallen in love with your voice too. So (laughs) everyone's probably wishing you're like a regular on the podcast. I absolutely (laughs) love your voice and the girls and I, so back home to you, this is a small group coaching program. So I really love keeping the groups really small and intimate. And that's kind of what I want to talk about next, Sylvie, because I know you really loved that aspect of the program as well well but basically what I want to say and share with everyone is that basically every single call we had me and the other girls were like Sylvie just keep talking we love your voice so much (laughs) (laughs) I know well I always feel like I'm like cheating by getting compliments for that just because if I was in England like this that would not I would not be getting told that like people are not I didn't grow up with people being like keep talking (laughs) But I so it just makes me laugh so much. I personally like don't even think it's it like obviously it's partly your accent, but just your overall voice and just the uh-huh. way you say things. I'm just like keep talking. It's beautiful. I love it so much. So like I said, me and the other girls okay. in the group, we often told you that. So it's funny but why don't you share with everyone what it was like going through a 12-week program with two other girls so there was four of us in total myself you and then two other girls who will eventually also be on the podcast so everyone can meet them as well but um tell them what that was like because some women have never done a small group coaching program before yeah um well I think for me it was kind of appealing because I do having like I said having had a lot of therapy I and and the fact that I am not I hate to be the center of attention honestly it's not that's not my thing and I feel like sometimes life has put me in that position but I'm not that person so for me Um, the idea of having other people there and it would be like something that we went through together is massively appealing. And I also feel like having other women by your side is like creates this layer of, it helps you all kind of bounce off each other in terms of making you a little bit braver and giving you another perspective that you haven't thought of or helping you empathize with a part of their struggle that you once struggled with, which you, and now you're not anymore. And I feel like you just get to, learn so much from one another and you kind of become so close so quickly that these are people that are holding my heart forever Mm -hmm. and I think there's always that little bit of anticipation like oh I hope we all get on or whatever but it wasn't even like it just I don't know I don't feel like that was even ever a thing because you just arrive and I think we all arrive knowing that we're all on this adventure we don't know where it's going to go but we all have a sense that we're wanting to end up in a similar place and I think just knowing that you've got kind of teammates by your side or little other little angels holding your hands and you're holding their hands is so comforting 
Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fact that it's only the four of us on the call each week keeps it like close and tight enough that you can really listen to one another and really absorb each other's triumphs and each other's pains in a way that you wouldn't be able to if there was sort of like 10 people on the call exactly exactly which is totally why I love keeping these groups small so everyone can feel very like they're getting that time with me on each coaching call but like you said you form these really close bonds and if their groups were much larger um that would be missing right and something else that I love about the group coaching programs is you know we all have those weeks where they're just off weeks right we we kind of are like oh I didn't show up the way that I really wanted to, or for an example, inside back home to you, you receive soul work every single week, right? Yeah. And we all have those weeks where maybe you didn't focus on what you wanted to focus on as much as you wanted to that week because that's the way life goes, right? But I really love the fact that you know, there are those like ebbs and flows with every single member inside the program. But I think that's a beautiful thing about having other women doing this with you because then you hop on the call and you see so-and-so showing up, doing her thing. And it's like, okay, I'm back. I'm here and I'm ready to like be full in again. Totally. And I feel like... Yeah, I mean, I feel like that really just encapsulates it. Honestly, I don't have that much more to say on that because I honestly think there are things that are more difficult for some of us than others and vice versa. And seeing somebody take a step that you might think, oh my God, I can't do that. But then they take it in their stride, gives you the confidence to be like, well, I'm going to join them or I'm going to try that too. And I think we all did that for each other in different ways. And we could all reassure each other at the times when we really needed that. And then we could all listen to you and see that you were like just those few steps ahead of us and that we could catch up and that we could keep following you. And I think that you put things in such a way that is just so relatable, but it's not kind of like, well, you'll never get to where I am, but you know, good luck trying it's more just like hey you can do this like it's very you know I did it you can do it like so and so started doing it so now we both can do it it just made things much lighter easier and just more uh, attainable yes all of the women listening right now can totally get to where you are today and where I am and experience that transformation or the many transformations that you've experienced um, throughout your time inside Back Home to You since July. So we've been kind of teasing with this for a while, but why don't you share with everyone where you are today, what that transformation feels like now. We talked about the Sylvie back in July, but let's talk about October Sylvie. What's she like? How is she? How's she feeling? 
Okay, well, October, so, like, so July, Sylvie was like running pretty much seven days a week, even though she wasn't enjoying it because she was like, well, this is what you got to do so that you can feel okay about eating breakfast or whatever it was. And for just in that realm, October, Sylvie, is, I haven't run at all for a few weeks because I just realized like, I don't really enjoy this and I don't have to do things I don't enjoy and what I really enjoy is like listening to what my body's telling me and feeling like I'm doing things to nurture it versus forcing it or flogging it through something so that I can tell myself I've earned whatever it is I want to eat. So now I'm doing a sort of mixture of yoga and walking. Um, I'm just way slower and I'm realizing that some days even yoga is more than what I want to do which before I would never have said that I'm like oh yoga doesn't even count like that like that was an exercise or something whereas now if I'm really tired my body doesn't even want to do yoga and that's fine like it's doing so many things for for me all of our bodies are doing so many things for us like it doesn't need to earn its way towards anything like it's keeping us alive that's a big deal <laughs> yeah so that oh alone gosh. is huge um and I'd say just I'm not making myself eat weird food that I don't want to eat like I think I didn't realize that I had some funny food rules and I was still like cutting down on carbs and being like oh don't eat too many carbohydrates like for whatever reason I can't even remember why but I'm not doing that now. Like if I want to eat pasta every day, I'm having pasta every day. Like I'm literally just like, what do I feel like having? Okay, well then I'm going to have that. I mean, mm-hmm. and some days I had like fast food on Monday because I've been wanting like Chick-fil-A for ages. Oh my gosh, like, yum. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, yum. And I didn't feel any fear around it. I was just like genuinely excited to eat it. <laughs> and and I hadn't run that day. You know, I hadn't done any extra exercise to eat it or whatever. So that's just, that alone has been so freeing. But honestly, I would say one of the bigger things is just the boundaries and transforming my relationships around. But one, really finding my voice so that I can voice what it is I think and feel and feel safe in doing that and knowing that that's actually going to make my relationships better. Like I telling the truth to the people that you care about and actually leaning on the people that you care about for support is the way to feel free and happy in your life. Whereas I would say July Sylvie kept a lot of things bottled up. I always felt like I don't want to be a burden on people or at least that's what I told myself. And then on top of that, I felt like I had to, like I say, mold myself to what their wants were in order for them to like love me or like me. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I feel like I can state my own needs and take care of myself and and just be honest with people because it's not, I'm not being, I'm not hurting them. I'm actually creating a better relationship. And I have felt like I have so much more love compassion and respect for the people around me and for myself in that oh yes those are some incredible transformations and you know what you did all of that it was all you right you showing up for 12 weeks and doing the work and really soaking it up and running with it it was all you and I'm so proud of you yeah but and I also just want to say though like and just to go back to the 
it wasn't like a hard and arduous process. I almost feel like it was happening underground, if you know what I mean. Like each week you show up for the call, do the soul work, practice the things. And it wasn't like it was absorbing all my thoughts, like I am working on my healing. Like it was nothing like that. So I feel like you're, the way that you approach things is so kind of subtle but so powerful at the same time Mm -hmm. that it doesn't overwhelm or scare you in any step along the way you never have to do anything you don't want to do it's kind of completely self-led but led by you if that makes it doesn't really make sense but if you can get a sense of what I'm trying to say yeah totally and I love how you said like it kind of all happened underground and I think that might give our listeners like a really good idea because you talked about two of your transformations like obviously we talk a lot about boundaries and that was something that I really helped you with inside back home to you right we talked a lot about that openly Yeah. yeah but when it comes to the exercise and the food stuff those were things that you came to the calls with and you were like, hey, guess what I did this week? Or guess what I didn't do this week? Guess what changed for me this week? And, you know, none of the lessons inside back home to you, we don't have like a food module is what I'm trying to say. We don't have an exercise module. Nowhere in the program am I telling you, Sylvie, you need to stop running. You just need to stop running. But because of the tools you gained inside the program, you were able to navigate that on your own and you were able to identify like, okay, this feels good for me and this doesn't feel good for me or get more connected or reconnect with that intuition that all of us have so you can start making these aligned decisions for yourself so you can experience that freedom right because that freedom that we want like it's nothing that I give to you it's me just kind of guiding you along the way and you totally took what I offered and you discovered and created that freedom for yourself which is so beautiful but yeah, and I just, I without obviously giving away the, which I wouldn't be able to because I don't have a memory like that about what the actual classes are about, but I think you've already spoken about it more um, widely before, but I think I never really realized how key forgiveness is to healing. And I remember listening to you talking about your HA story and talking about how key forgiveness was for you and I really felt like that touched a nerve for me and the even though I didn't really know what that would look like in my life I was like "Mm, I feel like that might be something that's important here and that kind of kept echoing back to me and when I started to realize that was a big part of what back home to you was about I kind of was just like could never have even realized how much not forgiving myself or or holding things against myself were keeping me trapped in that kind of quasi recovery and so I feel like honestly that is the work is the stuff we do on the calls it's the soul work and it's the things like that but really those layers of forgiveness that you guide us through take you to places that like you say are not written on a piece of paper and 
I, I'm pretty sure that you've been in these forums and you've read these books where it is like you have to do X, Y, Z in order to be the healthiest you or to get the things you want in your life. Like you've got to cut out running or you've got to do blood. Or, and I just have never really been able to get myself there. Like I've been able to force myself into certain things for a couple of months, but the mindset is the same of feeling like, well, you have to do this because you didn't take care of yourself so now you deserve this <laughs> it comes from such that same kind of like punishing structured mindset at least it did for me and I'm not saying it does mm-hmm. for everyone because it doesn't but for me that's how that was working out and I was like wow I'm not getting any better and I am not any happier this I'm just gonna throw that whole thing out the window which is what I did a long time ago but then to go back to quasi recovery I didn't have another solution so I was just hanging out in that line land of like everything's pretty much fine but it's not great mm-hmm. and so I feel like through the different layers of forgiveness that you take us we can get to a place where we just like genuinely feel loving towards ourselves and I think that is such a hard thing to imagine, even from quasi recovery. And I'm sure it's 10 times harder when you're in the, in the stuck in the weeds. Like I have been in the past if someone was like, you can love yourself. I would have probably wanted to like smack him. Honestly, <laughs> I'd be like, no, that's not an option. And it's, yeah, there's nothing in there that tells us even that we have to love ourselves, all these different things. It's just like, you just genuinely end up being like, wow, I'm so grateful to be alive and like there is so much to live for and I would never have known that I would have this 12 weeks ago oh my gosh I just want to wrap my arms around you and give you the biggest mag hug but when we can travel again someday soon I will wrap my arms around you and give you the biggest mag hug so thank you so much for opening up and sharing your story with us this week I know it will resonate probably like this is episode what 133 and probably out of all 133 episodes this one is going to hit home for the most women because I know that's exactly who is listening to the show and I just can't thank you enough thank you thank you thank you well thank you seriously and I love you and you will be in my heart forever and ever and ever oh yeah friends forever girl I'm so proud of you and thanks again for coming on this week babe I love you love you too